Hello everybody and welcome to the show where we may have finally got the camera straight. My name is Holden Stefan Roy. My name is Chris Crow. This is the Headspace Podcast. And What's it's up? Actually, the show where we talk about newish hip hop albums and we break them down track by track, even the skits. We discuss them and we look at the essence of the album because through my conversations with people, I have discovered one thing. People who listen to singles do not feel the same way about maybe what's good or bad as people who listen to albums because songs change in the scope of being a single versus being a piece of a bigger collection of art we'll call it so this has been a fun exploration week over week just album after album discussing and discussing and learning and learning and we are not necessarily experts that does not mean we're ignorant since i don't want to come off like we haven't been doing this for two years not to like say we're good but we've learned a few things along the way but we also don't necessarily have any expertise on any specific act we cover is what i'm trying to convey the overall sense of what makes a good album starting to figure it out anything about the album today which is fuck i can't even say his name right quell chris um and the album is called gun and that's what we're talking about today so basically you person watching this are either one of those few people who watch all our shit you're the best or the people who just showed up because we did a long ass review on quell chris and you're like damn i want to hear what they have to say about gun again thank thank you thank you awesome welcome y'all are dope (laughs) but like you on that second category, you know more about Quell Chris than we do. You really do. Um, and yeah, I could be saying his name wrong the whole review, and then I'm going to get that comment every six months. His name's actually pronounced, and whatever it's actually pronounced. Like Either way, I appreciate those comments. They teach us a lot of shit. They save us from embarrassment the next time we would review the dude. Absolutely. And that's what's up. So we love the comments. It's really important to us. And because of that, we like to read our favorite comment on last week's episode. And last week, we talked about Mr. Yellow Wolf and his return to album with Trunk Music 3. On that, we had a comment from Jay. Personally, didn't care for this project. He's a pretty good rapper technically, but man, his music is both boring and lacking in artistry. Reminds me a lot of Eminem. Hard pass on this one. That's fair. I would say, whereas Trial by Fire is this like super lyrical story album where you're just enthralled with these exceptionally like almost tapestry like songs, okay. Trunk Music 3 was about music for your car to bump and just bounce around and just cruise and vibe to. So it's the other side of the spectrum. And yeah, he raps his ass off, in my opinion. There was a lot of features. It was a lot of fun times. It was a different experience than Trial by Fire. It was just a completely different kind of album. Mm-hmm. And I can respect how somebody would feel that way about it. That I like both. That's just where I'm at. Anyway, that's not what you're here for. You're here for the other dude, Quill Chris. And before we get into that, I want to give a special thanks to the patrons, Ismail Gadamsi, Chris Prado, Super Old School in 1994, Jonathan Barnes, and Mr. Lindell Williams. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, yeah, Chris, why don't you tell the Google uh, audio <laughs> text scanners what we are reviewing in an album, the album we are reviewing, because album review is part of the keyword. What keyword are we doing, Chris? Well, for episode 121 of the Headspace review, we're doing Quell Chris Guns. Yes, that's who we're doing. So, full disclosure, because this is the part of the show where we tell you how connected we are to the artist. That makes a big difference. If you're a huge time fan, you're going to feel different than if this is a first time listen. So, I um, 
I don't know if I ever heard of Quell Chris before. Like I might have. He might have been a guy featured on a thing we've talked about kind of thing where I might have actually heard of him. But I've never heard of him as far as I know. But I went to best something something albums that came out and this guy got a lot of high scores nice on some underground rap rating sites that said yellow wolf got like 50 and he got like 80s and i'm like well when like both the critics and, and both the critics and the fans agreed so you know when the critics and the fans both say something's dope you're kind of like well Gotta maybe, it's, it maybe yeah, it's yeah. worth it and it was pretty recent it came out march 29th a little late but on the other hand, pretty recent. So I've listened to it and no one of his existence for about 24 hours as of recording this. And that's why I'm just bringing that up. On that note, uh, yeah, so I'm new to this. I was actually pretty excited. Um, I just, yeah, I'll get into what I like or whatever as we get into it. But what about you? Have you heard of the dude beforehand? Never heard of the dude. Um, very first time I'm going to sit down and really understand and kind of get to know him. As I understand, he's from Detroit. Um, as I understand, he is uh, romantically involved with the lady rapper Jean Grey, who is another one that people have told us to review, and I feel very inclined to get to t- to delve into her work very soon. So that might be coming in the near future. But yeah, I don't have a lot more to say. I don't want to waste y'all time. There's 13 tracks to get through. Uh, but let's talk about this cover and this title. It's called Guns. And there's fucking guns sticking out of all of the holes in his face. Like, literally. The nostrils, the eyes, and their guns sticking out. And everything else is fucking bullet shells. Casings? What do you call them? They're all bullet casings, bullet shells. Um, The guns kind of represent certain, like, aspects of his face as well. Like, the shotgun is his nostrils. You've got, like... Uh, these kind of like machine guns and like really long type of snipers being like being like ear hairs coming out uh, You got the title in the top left corner. It, it's it stands out in a good way in a me. very good way. I just It's got like an amateur independent aesthetic to it, which I think is smart because for the type of album it is like it, it fits right really well with it what you're gonna get mm-hmm. but also that shit speaks to you that's like a like a you'd go to an art museum like i don't know there's an art museum in montreal and there's a whole bunch of times you can get in for free depending on how old you are pretending i like if you're over 30 you're supposed to pay but at 31 they'll usually let you in um and honestly this looks like some of the shit in the modern art weird art place and i don't mean that disrespectfully but the stuff there's like a monkey eating another monkey type shit mm-hmm. i don't know if you've ever been there and seen the monkey thing i've never been but Bro, i you gotta seen... go to the art museum you're single now i don't understand i'll take a lady over there you know yeah. bring it to the art museum smart fucking moves that's all i'm trying to say easy right. cheap boom and you don't look like an asshole because you're going to the art museum no of Save course some cheddar, but i have friend. seen like modern art and like abstract art yeah like that's that. what i think this looks like to me like a really fucking cool art piece like i'm not good at describing <clears throat> art but well it i like how you said it speaks to you because i kind of looked at it uh when i first saw it i kind of felt like guns were consuming him from the inside and i don't mean guns like physically i, I feel like whatever is attached with guns death pain uh sorrow misery like a lot of a lot of attributions that are connected to it is what i feel he's trying to represent in this as well but it's It's also like it's almost like part of him too like the guns is just part of him which is fucking interesting 
Um, I don't know. Like I said, like as far as album covers go, I don't feel they often try so hard to communicate as this one does. And I like that. It's almost like it's an extension of the actual album as opposed to just being some branding so that you can pick it out in Spotify. Nah, this is part of the conversation as much as it. And plus it's called Guns. It's being fucking blunt, slapping you in the face with the topic. I guess I'm assuming it's meant to be like just from this point, a seminal theme of this album. Anyway, do you have more to comment here? No, no. Shall we spray and pray? Spray and pray? Like, and (laughs) the first time I heard this, I realized I was in for something because you don't often get this experience. Who the fuck does this guy sound like? Like, literally nobody. Like, there's nobody that I've ever heard with that voice. That is the, that is it. Now, other people will sound like Kel, Kel Chris or whatever, but. Damn, that voice just stands the fuck out. It's and got it's this just... like raspy, like exhausted, haven't slept, but haven't. It's so just. Uh... But like at the same time, that beat comes in and it's alive. And you can tell a lot of yeah. effort was put into creating this dynamic and like every part of the instrumental, every song is used actively to contribute to the overall song like this isn't some dude copped a beat and rapped over it you know like this is more they took real time to create this experience and i'm gonna tell you one thing this album if you do not give it a few listens like you can't just listen to this shit one time and even feel a thing because i did not I didn't know what to think. I mean, I've gotten used to this feeling. This is the type of shit where a year or two years ago, the first listen, I would have been like, this sucks. Because I didn't understand this type of more avant-garde approach to making music. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something more artistic and something kind of more out there and really requires you to think and really consider it. It's going to be one of those albums, which I love now as a more experienced person with it all. But it's so out there that I was like, whoa, my first time. But then as I started really, really listening to it, I just felt like it really started to grow on me. And so if you've only listened to this project one time and you're very new to the the, the artist, you're not necessarily certain how you feel, I would recommend sleeping on it and trying it again tomorrow is all I'm trying to say. Uh, don't just give this sh- and you gotta listen to the whole project like it is it you can't just listen to a song like there's no way to just listen to a song i think on this project and that's just how i want to start it off as this does serve its role as an introduction what do you think about it i feel like it sets up a really good context um following off the the title guns the art the the cover art like you remember how you were talking about the conversation right like, it it does kind of start that convo like you could start with the album cover and go into the first song because it all kind of connects um so I, I like how there's very that consistency and keeping that like creativity in the way that they want to keep like like it's kind of like a story alive so that was cool um now in terms of his voice I feel this type of disconnect and it's the presentation. It's supposed to sound, I feel like he's supposed to sound very, I guess, jaded to what he's saying and kind of just like used to it. So we start off with the chorus. um, We load up, lift and shoot. 
Nathan much else to do. I've never heard anybody say nothing like Nathan before. So I, if anybody who's watching this can break down quickly where the fuck that comes from in terms of slang, I'm personally really curious. I didn't have a chance to Google it yet, but you comment folk are way better than Google for accuracy. Go on, Chris. Been packing since a youth, me and my bur bur burrito scoop. <laughs> anyway, that line. Um. Anyway, so you, you kind of... You get that there's kind of, he's ready to go, he's ready to be on the move. Um, you get the sense that these people have guns, they're absolutely bored. Ever since a kid, they're, they're comfortable, they're acclimated to it, and it almost just feels like using your, your gun or having it is just a thing that you do to solve boredom in the way that some folks sit on their couches and play Fortnite. Like in a sense where it's almost like, yeah, we got it, whatever, pop, it's, so, it's just so regular. I mean, that's what I took from the course. No, I, and that's kind of what I was trying to say at, at the same time. Um, I like how he doesn't sound surprised while saying it. That's the type of disconnect I'm trying to explain. Like, he doesn't really sound surprised. He just kind of is very just blunt about it and just saying what he's got to say. Um, when he starts off the first verse, studied gunslinging from 89 to 2002, prayed, uh, prayed if I paid my dues, I'd grow up to be just like you. Now, it seems like he's wanting he's idolizing somebody he's idolizing a type of lifestyle a type of thing that that he wants to grow into um some played the nest i flew trigger happy ass cue to immature to set safeties on grow old and dig roots most of my day ones turn in the ak's for 401ks and i like i like that type of idea where he he kind of admits to like not being home and sheltered in a way that's what i kind of take from some played the nest they kind of stayed home with the parents and did what they had to do and kind of grew up like that. He went out, lived his life, went on his own adventure, and trigger happy-ass Q, I feel like, well, you know, he had a gun on him. He had to do what he had to do. Um, the fact that he's calling himself kind of, like, immature to keep the safeties on, it's like they're kind of being reckless. They don't even – they don't understand that they could kill with these weapons, that that one, one accident even without having the safety on is the end of life, yours or someone else's. Um – I like, I, I kind of plays on the on the idea of growing old. He's kind of starting to learn. Uh, when he says digging roots, I feel like he's kind of making connections with some of these type of people that is going to last for a very long time. Or I mean, it's in that regard, it's more like some played the nest, right? That lets you know, like, you're going to build out your home, you know, you're going to get the job, you're going to do that life plan. And then, in the sense, grow old and dig roots, it's like, make sure that you're not just doing the street shit, which ends in a certain way. Whereas, you know, then the following line, most of my day ones turn in their guns for 401ks. So it's like they stop the street shit and they get jobs. Absolutely. And so he's comparing how he, in idolizing this person, just kind of stuck with it and is now watching everyone else. And then it flips up. Anyway, go on with the rest of the verse. Well, I, I enjoy how they kind of... They, they they bring that type of wisdom like he's bringing this type of idea these concepts to talk about in a way that he's like we can get out of these environments we can get out of uh what we've been through i mean he's kind of like pointing out more i guess if you look at the rest of the verse like that's how he's saying a lot of people chose that i didn't i was choosing this other thing in fact, when I'm loved, too drunk, off firepower to placate, so I load up life and shoot. Nathan Monk shells to do it. Sleek rifle look new. Me and my Bonnie nukes. So it's almost like he's getting off on getting new guns, bigger explosions, like this whole lifestyle in terms of 
I guess being trigger happy in a sense is exciting and more interesting and it gives them power in a sense. And then you get that follow-up part, knowing the day will come when Sun Young and a step to me spook, saying when they pay they dues they'll grow up to be to bust just like you. So it's almost like he recognizes that if he as he goes on this path, he was going from being that person who he, he idolized, idolized and he's kind of now taking on that role. And then you get that that like bridge, all guns for hire, trying to some target set on true. Just pray and spray, you'll find it endangered on the loose. Must choose to move in silence, but no suppressor can mute. What lies within the change chamber, no day is bulletproof. And I guess it's just kind of looking at it kind of like takes like breaks the narrative out of the like the mode of like the specific person and kind of goes a little more top level looking at just guns and Amar. Well, regardless of your intention or your love for it, at the end of the day, all guns are used by people in a certain way and regardless to your circumstance even if you have a silencer even this no day is without bullet you're bulletproof or whatever you can't necessarily have any kind of protection Absolutely. and if you're in that shit, there's always guns it's never safe regardless of the safeties that you may use in it of course again and then I just like the praying the climate change in this game maintained by the youth watching it run and gun until they grow up to be like pop and it's like on the one hand, you're, you're hoping that stuff's going to change. And I mean, especially with what happened with Mr. Nipsey Hussle, rest in peace and all that. Rest in peace. Like you're seeing that, like, you know, maybe this album might be a little more relevant than other people <clears throat> might think. I don't know. I, I don't want to speak too much on what's actually happening in Hoods. I come from Montreal. I know my place. But the idea that you're watching how almost these kids is hearing what's going on and they want to kind of follow suit like the literal same set like the next generation is picking up these guns and looking up to this current group of people who are maybe now should be reflecting on it and then realizing that they're just growing up to be like them which is watching people die and whatnot i guess um well i like i feel like there's also this type of concept being conveyed of <clears throat> people kill people not just guns not just the actual item themselves because as as kind of q acknowledges that like he's looking up to these type of people and he wants to be like them and then he kind of flips it around with the young ones who want to be like him it's like i don't think he's doing that anymore right so in terms of acknowledging that it's, it's like there's there's a better way to maybe teach the younger generation to get out of violence or out of the environment or scenario or situations you're in without having to resolve to that life or violence or whatnot. And it, and it really kind of sparks the idea of like, is it guns or is it people? And I think that's part of the discussion that's going to be consistent on this album. I mean, I definitely think it is trying to make the case that guns are a significantly complicated subject, especially in this song is kind of looking at how it's just so accessible and so part of people's lives. And then with that chorus pointing and associating boredom, like there's nothing else to do. Like maybe if people had jobs, maybe if people had opportunities, they wouldn't be so inclined to, through boredom and almost desperation, pick up a gun. Um, I thought it was a really great start to this project. Like sonically, I don't know how to explain how fucking good the beats and the overall changes are. Like, 
Um, it's Kendrick Lamar complicated. I, I mean, I'm not saying it like is as good or bad. I'm not trying to make a claim like that. I'm saying in terms of the level of effort that went into like the aliveness of it, is Kendrick Lamar complicated? Um, overall, really instrumentally sounding like like instrument sounding stuff. Like I don't know if it's samples or actual people playing, but I feel like if you're really into that really deeper music, you know that like kind of more jazzier more powerful like like this isn't gonna be for the pop crowd that's all i'm trying to say so i gave it a 4.75 like to me this shit's pushing envelopes this is like this is the stuff you didn't know rap could be when you listen to it you're like oh you can do that like that's the feeling i had listening to this album like oh those are things you can do and then there's a few things on this album that make it feel so 2019 relevant that you're like oh this isn't old hip-hop this is dope it's really well made it's made in 2019 damn it the old hip-hop heads is wrong again all the hip-hop heads and other hip-hop heads is always going on about golden era this and nobody's making good music no more and this underground motherfuckers always and it's always the same bullshit nah this is some dope shit this is that shit that you're like this guy should pop in my humble little opinion over here but all i'm trying to say is again it seems like every week i'm sitting here going damn another week another really solid amazing sounding hip-hop album produced in the current week or month or whatever who the fuck still who still believes bad who still believes hip-hop isn't being made that's good i said that really badly but who still believes that shit i don't know man we got like what 140 videos on this playlist and most of the albums we reviewed at least in the last 60 or 70 have been dope there's a lot of new dope albums that have been dropped of the hip-hop genre 4.75 4.75 this shit excites me i gave it a 4.5 i like it all right let's talk about guns baby let's talk about i know it's not the right song i'm in a coffee mood do, 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 do. all right guns is the title track on the album called guns um I, I know it was redundant i try to be lame on purpose for you internet folk i'm trying to give you a little thing to laugh at as you puff on your dubs for the ones you use that puff on the dubs um this song is really cool to me uh there is an interesting quote on the genius page of this particular song's lyrics that clearly applies to the album but his goal really is to look at guns from a bigger, more all angles perspective and have like this almost little bit of everything experience to it. It's not supposed to be like a singular angle. It's not like this song is about this. So yes, this song's about guns, but specifically what it's about, and some of that shit may go over my head and I'm chris's head i'm just speaking for chris now sorry but like it's possible feel free to hit us up in the comments with them corrections i always really do like those ones but right off the jump i'm blown away and i think it was at this moment i was truly sold on mr quote quell chris uh just because you packing out here lax fam you ain't tupac granny keep a loaded four five right inside the glove box and i think right there it just takes the idea of a gun and just flips it on its head so you have this glorified image of packing heat that a lot of people have like having a gun in particular makes you hard and then he juxtaposes that idea 
by being like, bro, are you serious, man? Grandma's packing heat. Like, everybody's got a gun. Relax yourself, dog. That don't make you hard. And he's got a point. If having a gun, and I'm just saying this from like a, like the idea of being hard, in my mind, at least, has a certain degree of specialness to it. Like, you got to earn that shit. If everybody can just buy a gun, giving you up money, I'll add that, fair. It's not really like that in and of itself will make you hard. Now, don't get me wrong. You pull a gun on me, I will act like a fucking coward because I'm a white boy from the city. But I don't think that pulling a gun on, on me would inherently make you hard is, I guess, what I'm trying to... Having a gun isn't what it is. It's the spirit of your soul that makes you hard and shit. Uh, that's two lines. All of that, two lines. I'm fucking done, man. I'm like, this shit's like, I had to really, really listen to this over and over again. And I, I didn't get enough listens in. I know it. But I really, I'm enthralled with it. Brandon shot his first keystone before he could spell his last name. Junior learned to love from Uncle Charlie at the card game. Kelly lit up her school like it's the 4th of July. Where's she from? From uh, them 20 toes more patriotic than pie. New Year's shoot up the sky. Shooters boot up and Ryan Popo. Show up and fire. There's nowhere to hide. Right after that. He just continues to unload all of these things. Like, it's gun culture. Like, all different contexts. Kids learning from family members how to load a rifle. 5-0 showing up and blasting. Or just the way people will just shoot off fucking bullets. Do people just really go around in the States and shoot guns because they're excited? Understand we're from Montreal. You pull a gun somewhere, you're probably going to get arrested because our cops really don't like that. But, um... Like, is it really, like, in the country? Maybe in the country here. I haven't really been to much Quebec country. But do y'all just, like, shoot guns? Like, oh, yeah, we won the football game. Pop, pop, pop. I'm not, I'm not trying to sound like an asshole. I'm asking because the way it paints it is that really there are people who are like that. And that, that's weird to me as a Canadian. So that's why I'm asking you with the 77% American audience that watches this channel. Um... But I'm, I'm like fucking done. Like I'm in terms of blowing away from like a conceptual level. Like this song, I feel like it challenges you in a sense to really be like, how are you? First of all, how are you hard for having a gun when everybody has a fucking gun? But second, that's how much everybody gets taught to use guns. Like kids, everybody. Like it's so ingrained into their culture that like. Well, go on. I feel like there's also like. I feel like once you get and and, and I'm sorry for interrupting. <clears throat> Go on. I'm get sorry it, for get interrupting. Get it out, man. <clears throat> oh my god, I'm literally dying. All right. So while Chris is drinking, he he got to go on, go on. I'm just being a shit. So sorry for interrupting, but it, when you get to the second verse, um, I feel like the first verse also kind of has a different feel to it. Um, the second verse kind of paints this picture of validating why guns are kind of useful in a way um what so they hollering give me back my bullets leonard leonard snark new van zans uh, if you own it then then you'll pull it maybe so probably not they spend billions like civilians won't catch a trickle from the top just to protect or to progress what but little little bit what we got brah brah uh, I'm your friendly neighbor. I stack on your block. I protect and serve. I protect and service. Stay on your block. I stay on your block. I protect and service. I big game buckshot. Ain't no cracking that code. Ain't no safety unlocks. Might as well get you on procrastinating. Will get you popped. So it's like if you don't have it, and you're out here lacking, you'll die anyway. 
but on the same time, it's like, uh, I don't know. It seems like you got the mixed messaging or whatever. You have the guys like Leonard Skinner and whatnot basically shouting out for your bullets and getting your guns back. Um, I don't actually know anything about Leonard Skinner except that given where they're from, it would not surprise me if they're pro-gun. Um, I know it's weird to say that, but we live in a time where people seem to be that polarized where where you're from defines your beliefs, so sorry for assuming. Um, but they spend billions like civilians won't catch trickle from the top. <laughs> and it's like whatever you try to do for like control or education or whatever, it's like I guess the guns are just everywhere regardless. So at that point, it's like guns while being used as an aggressor point are also used as a protection point. And how do you deal with that? And at the end of the day, if you're being indecisive and depending on where you're from, you might die for not having a gun. That's definitely not my reality. So I find it really interesting to listen to as people like me debate gun control, which is fucking weird. People like me in Canada, we have no fucking business having that debate with y'all, but there is evidence to say if y'all didn't have access to guns so easily, perhaps there'd be a lot less shootings. Throwing it out there, j just like from a metrics point of view, but I understand that that shit's complicated because unfortunately it's in a constitution which almost makes it American, which is a weird thing, and I don't understand it. I wanted to just talk about the chorus a little bit. I like how it paints that it's like people. Um, I be before I be in your city coming to your city. I be in your city coming to your to a city near you in your city coming oh, to yeah. your city. It's like I felt like that's the perspective <clears throat> of the gun. I also thought of that too. And it's just interesting how there could be two sides. Well, what did you think it was? <clears throat> just the the impulse of people like, yo, I'm running up to his block. I'm running up to your city. I'm coming here to handle business. You know what I mean? Like this, that, just like that. That if you get disrespected, if something happens, of news or whatever beef happens, it's like you're ready to move to a next city to handle it that quick. I mean, with this type of action or violence, I kind of feel like if you if you look at the verses as like the argument that's going on, and then you look at that chorus again, like taking a step out, like zooming out of the situation, like he, he had isolated some specifics. Right. It's like, well, that's why I, the gun, am in your city because nice. they holler and give me back my bullets, and Leonard's, you know, like all of that, right? And even that little bridge thing, I pull up, get out, shoot you right in the mouth. I pull up, shoot, come right in your house. That could be a fucking gun, you know, just it's journey. I also took that as a person, like, just stating, like, know, that type not, of mentality. I totally think you're not incorrect. I just thought, like, my brain likes to run with the gun idea because it feels really, it's a like... It's esque Well, yeah, it feels really poetic, but more in vain of, like, like kind of what connects everything. And I think this guy uses his... And I might be wrong... But I believe that, like, for this type of subject matter, you can use your verses. Like, I don't know. I write songs, and I don't like to use my show to promote that. But the way I, I approach songwriting is each verse is like an essay, and, like, the hook is a bit like a glue that's a little more granular that kind of ties each of the verses together so that you can go in different directions from your, like, main topic. And I get that feeling from the way he put this together. And so maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Or maybe he's just that good a poet that he's allowing everyone to see shit in it. Either way, I was pretty impressed with this track. I think it's, like, it. Just, and also, the way these songs flow together is, like, like almost like a mixtape -y feel like it's just like yeah. like this like that's what i was trying to explain before it really is you have to listen to the album because if you just listen to this song without that introduction right before it the song isn't as good 
everything I mean, connects in a cinematic way in a sense yeah so i gave this a 4.5 i'm really into it i really enjoy it and it yeah it's beautiful i gave this one a 4.7 that's all right chris um next up is the color of the day what a funky fucking beat like do, 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 do. i don't know i really enjoyed the beat i thought it was super fucking funky but um it's called color of the day and um, basically, after that super funky, groovy thing comes in, you hear it walk in while black, shopping while black, swimming while black, driving while black, 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 black. And it's almost like, yeah, that shit people die over in the States. That's all I could think of. That shit people get shot for. It felt like. But it's also like this weird juxtaposition because the beat's so funky and fun, like a superhero, like almost like a cartoon. But man, it feels like once you use, it feels like once you imply black, the whole sentiment and the whole context of the sentence feels different. Yeah, swimming while black, It's, it's like you get it. When I heard it, I just felt like okay, this is. Mm. This is powerful to me. I feel it like is. again, like this whole album, it's got a very, it's got like a purpose, and you can tell that it's got a purpose. And I think that if you're again thinking about guns as your central theme, which you can't forget about at this point, you're like, oh, that shit, people got shot for. I yeah. mean, I know that I've read so many news articles about people getting shot for being black and really, or arrested, or harassed, or something just for being black and. Reading a book, I think, is one of them. Literally, but it was reading a book. College professors getting harassed. All, all sorts of bullshit. Anyway, that's not... The, well, I guess that is the point, you know? Just... It's it's whack. It, 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 the point is, is that there's... The way I kind of see it is that there is a distinct difference when things happen when you're black. Is what the message is trying to... Is portraying. I, th- that, I think that's what he's trying to say, that when you are a black person, this is the type of fear and the life and the paranoia you kind of have, even when including like that funky beat kind of how every even even in the happiest of moments, even in the positive moments and the happiest of times, it's still like anything could happen to you. And these are everyday things. I also still think that just the idea of thinking while swimming swimming while walking while and the sentiment changes just because of the the word and the way it's used in the sentence changes that sentiment changes that that feeling of the sentence that's that's just powerful that's just that's poetic in its own in its own way and in, in like this psychological make you think and and what we've associated that word with like color shade race all of all of these things that we've associated with that word or the fact just... that regular verbs being like like you said earlier like the fact that if you go walking while blue or white that doesn't mean anything walking while white isn't a thing right but walking while black is a thing that does mean something walking while brown that does mean something to people so i, I guess it's really powerful i think in just the overall context while thinking about guns um i give it a 4.25 because while it is all those things it's kind of really short and i feel like just as i'm starting to vibe to it it ends and i kind of wish it had been a little bit longer that's just my preference i give it a 4.5 um i like 
I like how it's the third track on the album because it really kind of fits well placement wise with the last two tracks. We've got some really type of disconnected, violent, ready to type of mentality happening. We've got this environmental discussion. What do we do? Is it people? Is it guns? Is it this? Is it that a different perspective? And now we kind of are bringing up the conversation of, well, this has to do with, uh, you know, black culture, black people, uh, in danger, and and whatnot. Like just the whole the whole like civilization conversation is coming. So I thought it was really powerful in terms of what he did with it. All right, and some people might be watching everything we just said and literally be going, "Yo, mind your business." I feel like. This is literally just a song about how him and his people do his shit. Kind of get a little bit fucked up. I mean, brown, white, and some motherfucking Guinness. That sounds like you're in for some uh, some good shit to me. With the smoke line right before, got the weed, the hash, the cocaine, and some alcohol ready to fucking go. I think it's a little different. So one of the verses, um, he goes... I be Hollywood hawking. I might flex low-key. I ain't guestless trolling. I pull up just me. Pumping up how you buffing, bro. You ain't on team. If you ain't fam now, then you ain't gonna be. Right. And in a way, I feel like he's kind of saying everybody's trying to be up all in your business. Everybody's trying to get a piece of what you got, a piece of what you do. But and also, trying to everyone's trying to judge you and criticize and kind of almost in, intrude into <clears> it. Because if you look at the rest of that hook, it's like uh, nobody here tripping, so mind your motherfucking business. Which is, and I was going to get to that. Um, what I kind of took from that was like, all right, you came to the party, you found out, we do this, we, we're snorting blow, we smoke weed, we're this, we're that, we're that. And then, like, what now? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you going to do now? Like, okay, well, everybody I mean, knows. Does it change anything? Like, does it really... I mean, it's more that ain't nobody here tripping line that I think is the real difference between that. It's more like, that's almost like, yeah, we show up, me and my squad. Right. We come to our little corner of the party and we fucking fade it. We're ready to go. And again, I also think this whole song is like a parallel for a, a mindset that could maybe lead to certain situations. So I don't know if this is literally what he does or him taking on the personality of a particular type of person right. who's going to get faded. Right. Or the type of person that might have a little bit of attitude or a little bit of whatever. And they're getting a little bit fucked up in their corner. And maybe people are like, excuse me, sir, do you think you can uh, calm it down? You guys are being a little bit rowdy over here. And uh, ain't nobody here chipping. So mind your motherfucking business. Let me be me. Let us do what we want to do. You know, that kind of. that's how I kind of took it. No, right, right. And then, because then you, I mean, you got the verses where it's like, I run game with Genie No Chico for the fill up psycho killer like Devo. That shit we burned down in the house, you better not reach for. Have a praying to the Lord, Timmy Tebow. I ain't trying to stomp. Post from the back, you know, it's, you know, can't, and then the rest of the verses pointing out how fake everyone else is with some eloquent rhyming. But like, it's kind of like we legit. We don't fuck around to fake people. And then you do have that shit. Like, we got a big-ass uh, bong with some big-ass blinds. Why you come around? What your bitch-ass want? Talking about how you know me? No, your snitch-ass don't. I love that. Your snitch-ass. Like, people come up to you and pretend like they're being your friends. Like, hey, you got that weed? And I, I believe that's part of what you were going for. Yo, we come around. But it's more like I think they're dealing with a lot of 
maybe people trying to affiliate with them or right. fake people or just in general the attitude of somebody who has that squad around them that's tight knit and they're my day ones type and maybe just the same kind of people from spray and pray or guns that we've been kind of looking at with that kind of attitude and maybe this is just kind of taking a different thing or maybe it is just literally that they're partying like that and people are trying to show up that are fake affiliations or judging them etc but yeah i've done a bunch of shit that your little ass won't and i think it's also how many fake rappers out there maybe faking the lifestyle like there's a lot of ways that i think this can be kind of twisted but i really just think they're kind of looking at it like yo this is us we're doing this shit don't come over here trying to fake it. Don't come over here trying to judge it. In fact, don't even come over here. You're not my friend. Fuck you. And then, you know, the whole second verse kind of really has them, like, locking down. We got our shit that we're going to go do. Or, right. you know, we we got our stuff unlocked, basically. And it's pretty simple, straightforward. It, like, once you, once you really break it down, it kind of just seems like a lot of mind your business. Like, really, that's it. It's just, like, everybody should kind of just keep to themselves and... But then it's like, if you, you know, mind your fucking business. And you get the sense that this might be the type of person that is carrying a gun or whatever. Right. And then all of a sudden you get the evil demon voice version of, I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and I wouldn't lose. This is a literal quote actually said by Donald Trump <laughs> during his campaign. He was right. He, he was right. Um, but like... Yeah, I just think that this song also has that really long, abrasive, mind your fucking business, mind your motherfucking business, just repeated over and over again. And I don't know, I don't, I just, I feel like there's an energy to it that's really dope. It's kind of flossy, it's kind of got an arrogance to it. In the context of the album, it feels like this is the type of person that would be packing heat that maybe would make you want to get a gun or this is the type of lifestyle that hip-hop sells to people that encourages them to buy guns maybe i'm reading too much into the guns theme but maybe not either way i gave this shit a 4.5 i thought it was really diverse and alive again crazy beat flip-ups like within the sense that this doesn't just feel like looped 16s and whatever nah it's pretty dope 4.5 I give it a 4.3. I thought it was actually pretty cool. Uh, it seemed a little bit straightforward in terms of just mind your business and let me do what I got to do. Uh, but I like how he made his, like, <clears throat> distinction here where he goes, you ain't got no homies. All your homies is rappers. Mine's roll for me. Then they go ride for me after. And I like how he's kind of just mm. calling out, like, fake people and, like, <clears throat> this image of being a rapper and then actually being part of the life and, let's say, culture, if you want. Like, he's really breaking it down. Like, like things have changed and, and there's a different type of mentality that's happening in hip-hop which is what i got so that was pretty cool all right um well the next one is it's the law farewell goodbye adio uncle tom i think this is a really fascinating look at the relationship between black people and the government and just the idea that it starts with like it's God and nature's law that man attempts to prevail over his better man. But to remember that God is white. Would you mind repeating God is white? And as long as God is white, we will prevail over all other races. I don't know who said that per se, but the idea that God and the law is essentially that the white man reigns supreme. I mean, if you look at things in the current situation, it's not a far-fetched idea that that could have been something that was said, but... 
right off the jump that he who is without the cast uh that he who is without cast the first get out your country out of hypocrisy i mean i think a lot of people conveniently forget that like we we stole the land from natives like there's this actual story of some american folk right at the beginning parts where it was like it's not like two 200 people on horses showed up with guns and slaughtered eighty thousand native people and the native people just had never seen guns before so they didn't understand what was happening they just saw these friendly people show up and then just shoot them and they were just stunned and they literally killed like eighty thousand fucking people at one time on guns which is just just because just just because they just had to get rid of them so there's a certain hypocrisy of having anybody tell anybody to get the fuck out of anybody's country when y'all really just stole the line in the first place i agree with that i'm not necessarily proud of canadian history when i really think about how this country came to be it's ignorance to think that we are any better than the americans um another tongue-in-cheek alter to democracy to help normalize the day-to-day atrocities by the law the land is planned by the man upstairs from the hand with the blonde hair oh the irony all these multi culty hate and whiteies who fetishize some brown or ivory aka bless the usa and damn man that's a lot that's just like, yo, the law and the culture kind of fades to let everything kind of, all the racism, all the bullshit happen. It just is done. Simultaneously, you got like white people fetishizing the people that they fucking hate. Um, and that is more in line with what the American dream actually manifests as. And it just has this power to it. I'm sin in a sin of the pen push yes. them versus us from under the ship to behind the truck behind the truck to the back of the bus now we making it oh going back where we was progress is a long road so buckle up because it's the law it's intense it's the law it's for me it's for you it's for all and she's saying I a like, certain word there but uh, i like how if, if god made the law you should follow it just like god made this dick you can swallow it and i like how in that chorus you get this like okay so you get like the whole verse that's basically building up like this really look at the the legal system of america right and the, the bullshit that it is and who runs it and who runs religion at the very beginning of the song and then everybody talks about the law and i hear this all the time it's like marijuana is not legal in canada so now a lot of people are okay with smoking it i was like what like really what like that's so fucking stupid that just because the government flicks a switch all of a sudden you're okay with it now if you were okay with it you were okay with it when it was illegal why are you just not publicly okay with it you know like that type of bullshit's fucking whack to me the law says therefore it's right therefore that's the way it is if the law like this is written by a bunch of white dudes for the most part not everything is written by white dudes but like historically speaking it's fucking weird and so i like how the fact god made the law just for those people who might put that like godly i'm go to it and he points out well god made this dick so you may as well swallow it how absurd the entire fucking thing is to me you know anyway and then yeah the second verse kind of really follows it through again um i thought it was really powerful i mean it just like i don't know like yo i ain't scholar scholarly but why hate equality lest you despise my rise and think it bring down with me monkeys who gang bang chain to the streets honkies with game brain ain't armed to the teeth both full of hate served by plates by the same chefs of death feeding open wounds open flames can't handle the truth 
you know, what they do to the least they do to the chief and the priest if they need, you know. And, it, and it's really just painting this landscape of what's actually going on here of like kind of i like the idea that like yo you don't have to be fucking educated to realize that equality is a decent concept and why would you be against it as a person just you don't even need to be smart to like be okay with equal opportunity as an idea right so why would so many people be like nah and there are there are i talk to these people that are just against any kind of progress towards equality just because they don't want to admit certain things are true and that is the key to that. So, like, if, like, so, so there's a lot of people out there, especially the older variety, that have lived their life a certain way up until very recently when all of their norms are being challenged right now. And if everyone else is right, then they are assholes fundamentally deep down to their soul. They are the bad person. And they're not able to admit that truth to themselves because it's a painful thing to do to have to admit to yourself that you lived as an asshole, a genuine asshole for a long time. And that's what I take from that can't handle the truth. That is why this shit's happening because a lot of people are just too arrogant to accept that they might have been an asshole for a lot. They, they may have actually been racist by accident, sure, but they were. That's possible. And if that's true, then the 20 years of going, well, I'm not racist, just kind of out the window, isn't it? Anyway, then uh, I kind of like the, the third hook where it goes, it's the law, break the law, it's for white, it's for black, it's for all. God made the law, we should follow it. Again, like just kind of saying, well, fuck the law. It's not for us, but it is kind of for everyone regardless. But separating white and black like that. And then you got um, the ugly boy modeling part where you just kind of, I guess points out the people who are maybe more prominent black folk with their higher fashion sense, they're like like a Kanye in his MAGA hat, or just I don't know how to like fully say it safely, but who are just playing to the system, who are rich black people who are selling the fake bullshit that kind of buys into the white dude's machine. Oh, I um, take it differently. And then well, then like well i mean that's why i took the first part you know dark skin in a european suit right. whip to drive the shit is european too my right. uncle tom went to paris has some european views like hey nephew your black ass could be you're in european too shooting dice with kanye in a maga hat you know it doesn't really feel like this is a positive thing to me it feels well, like feel it's a like... little critical of how these people are maybe buying too much into this white bullshit um and then you know that asked me for the mind ate the whole cattle's back get mad my g he didn't get the message went to the beauty supply store to buy more with uh, buy more oppression the rigs in the mind the most lethalist of weapons i'm gonna need me some more white privilege and good credits i feel like it's a satirical point of like oh i guess nobody got it so i gotta go you know suck it up gotta go play the game a little bit harder I'll, I'll get my point across i promise look at me sing and dance you know? i got i got his point across when he went went to the beauty supply store to buy him more oppression yeah. and then i don't know i just feel like it really sells his point strong and it's actually a really great feature ugly boy modeling i never heard of you before but damn you fucking sounded absolutely phenomenal on this track next to mr quell chris and then what do we get we get fucking regular people and fucking kid there's like a kid in it saying the same bullshit about the trump's quote of shooting people on fifth avenue and i feel like it went from sounding dark and menacing like fucking whatever to almost ridiculous sounding when you have a kid saying it and just that 
back and forth between these two songs. So just showing it starts like the song technically starts with the menacing sounds of actual words of our current president and it ends with how ridiculous those same words are and i feel like it's so fascinating how the same words uttered by trump in real life or demonic sounding or silly sounding it really just frames it all so differently but it is worth it's almost like a bigger takeaway is be careful with words and sentences because look at how much we can just do by fucking around with pitch you know i thought this was beautiful this is powerful this is next level shit on an album of next level this is extra next level so i gave it a five on five nice <clears throat> having the um the two outros be the same but a different tone and pitch one being a demonic donald trump the other one kind of sounding like a kid i feel like that connects like influence um donald trump saying nonsense not even let's not even use donald trump let's just say like spewing nonsense or being negative in a position of power position of authority status wealth whatever really influences the younger generation and really kind of influences the kids of tomorrow let's say all right and that's kind of what i kind of took from that how the kid like is repeating what donald trump said like this could be somebody who looks up to him in a way or is like really young and maybe a little ignorant to what donald trump does but like you know just that mentality and 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 then maybe conforming to that and that's how we start and that's kind of maybe another message like we start racism or we start not racism so much but we start like one of the lines that really got to me what i guess i'm trying to say and what i was talking about was uh shooting dice with kanye in the maga hat the real in the gucci couldn't handle that too real and ralph lauren tried to battle rap that ass beefer than mine i ate the whole cattle's back g get mad my g he didn't get the message went to the beauty supply store to buy him some more oppression and it's like it's kind of like brainwashing them into thinking that these things are what make you richer stylish this that like like you said buying into the system and i feel like that is a part of the conversation that he's trying to bring into where well especially with a guy like kanye who is wearing the maga hat to try to make it cool i saw fascinating i think it was joe rogan who pointed out that or they were having a conversation about kanye and his uh all he's ever really done with fashion is tried to make fucking lame and absurd shit cool what's more lame and absurd and like almost like didn't appropriate it again to like take it back like lame ass shoes and then like with the maga hat that's the goal of it and then with these fashion brands but just i wanted to ask a question do rappers get paid by gucci like do do people realize when you bring up gucci and shit you're the advertising money that it's not like i would not be so willing to say any of these fashion brands names in my songs unless that fashion brand was giving me a lot of money like we're talking six figure values because like yo they like i bet gucci doesn't have to pay much in advertising because they just get a bunch of black rappers to sell gucci to white kids like for real the white kids who like listen to two chains go and buy the fashion brands and shit that's just probably the real truth of the situation that's why a few rappers have pointed out these things aren't in the hood but the guys from the hood buy this shit and then make music that rich white kids like and then go to the fucking stores and buy and they just skip an advertising process because they know that you know kanye wants to wear fancy shit anyway side tangent 
I just, I just, do, do you guys know if rappers can get paid from the late, from these things? Or like how, do they make what they're worth? I mean, Probably that's, not. That's actually pretty interesting because that's also like part of the song, right? Like being, being part of this systematic control in terms of not being able to get out. All right. Um, I gave it a five on five. I thought it was a great song as well. I like the verses. I like the flow to it. I like how, I like how he got really like just kind of real, like super, and then in a way political. That was awesome. All right, the next track is called "Wild Minx." Mm, totally makes sense that politics is part of the song, right? Because the people are saying, "Well, I'm allowed to have a gun because it's the law." Well, let's talk about the law. That makes total sense. But that's not this song. This song, I don't know what the I don't know what the metaphor is supposed to be. <laughs> But it really is John the Baptist's fucking story. And it seems to be that this guy actually wore, like, fur. So, and then he flips it to, like, minx because that's American. But, like, I have a, I have a theory. But, I but like, I just want to point out that both verses, like, really adhere to it. Like, Matt Kami, really. Like, Little Johnny at the county fair, man, it's a dunk tank. Uh, Salam was twerking on Herod. Uh, her horse carriage was hunchback. And that's Salam. I'm saying the names wrong. And it was actually the one that was like saying, King Herod, he goes, What do you want? She's like, I want John the Baptist's head on a silver platter. And I'm like, Damn. And these rings, I just like to bring this up when I can, were actually bought in Jerusalem at King Herod's marketplace. The same King Herod that we're discussing right fucking now. How blessed is that? These rings, the same cobblestones i walked on we walked on by these motherfuckers back then if they went to jerusalem which i assume they did um anyway so just to take that like modernized twist to it and kind of run on through you know at the starting line a hundred wise men three made to finish that's some jesus shit because three wise men what you talk about him you say forgiveness love is tremendous but just don't fall in love with his image as below so above no pretending life is staying in the shape of his mug on a linen encompass so dress on the fences for substance and i feel like it kind of moves that into more of a modernized version of it but like i guess maybe there's a parallel between being like a john the baptist type and the being these guys i don't really understand the greater metaphor i really don't i like the beats i really enjoyed the song i know i quoted a lot of the second verse which i, I hope i said was mac homie i really enjoyed the first verse i thought it was really fun to listen to it definitely was interesting to talk about all this biblical shit in the way that they did that is actually like on point from what i understand what the bible is and then yeah i don't know I don't have a lot more to say because I don't know that I really got it, but I really enjoyed it. And and then there was another little PSA thing at the end of this song where it's like kind of describing like if you have any, uh, uh, I don't really remember. <sighs> that was a really big fuck up. Sorry, this is the one that ends with um, the kind of guy who wants the, he's asking for like a glass to be a little bit classier and he starts talking about fucking tailoring and this super fucking awesome tailor and it just kind of segues into the next song. But man, he's going on. You just, you want to buy a suit from the guy that he's describing. I don't know 100% what that plays into either, only that it sounded really like one of those Italian guys. Um, you could almost feel his hands moving as he was describing. Oh, guns, maybe. Maybe. Mafia. Either way, the mob. I gave it a 4.5. I <laughs> thought it was a cool song. I don't know if I got it, but it's of equal quality as everything else we've heard on this album. 
So I also gave it a 4.5. I thought it was really interesting, um, very creative. I felt like he took just a biblical approach to explain that if you <clears throat> kind of go on the adventure and you have your ups and downs and you kind of push through the struggle, you'll be able to have mink fur. Um, now, it's weird because... Um, I kind of took mink fur as like a rich status, like you only wear fur when you're high class and all this stuff. And that's like a level of success. And that's a level of like being, uh, you know, succeeding or whatnot. And John the Baptist from and I don't know anything biblical. So from what I got from the song, it just sounded like it ended on a good note for him. Like even at the end of the day, like even through all this and like this negative and 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 problems and struggling is still ended on an okay note and i think he's i think uh mr quell quell chris is explaining like you know if you go through your adventure your ups and downs the roller coaster you'll still end up in an okay place is kind of where i got from it um 4.5 on 5. All right. The next song is all about breakfast cereals. Which one is your favorite? Mine is totally not a box of Wheaties. This is another song where I feel like I get the jit. Like, okay. So it starts off and there's like a groove. And that same mafia guy is right there. He's like, hey, some kind of groove right here. It's a little bit groovy down here. Ba boom, ba bam, or whatever. And then he starts talking about his mom a bit and then just kind of going off on some tangents and then right back to the suit. He's like, I want to be riding around in a plush velour suit, plush velvet. I'm talking about in the color gunmetal gray, right? Now you're talking about velour on velour. I, okay. And then it, then it just kind of clicks into Quell Chris going, I'm balling. You should put a, on a box of Wheaties. I'm skating when I did. Just put me on a box of Wheaties. And... I don't know what, if I've ever had Wheaties, so I'm just going to assume they so, put, like, famous uplifting people on them. Just think of any cereal box that does anything with any famous person and puts them on. Yeah, so he's fa he feels like with the effort and shit, he should be on that, like, box of Wheaties. Well, yeah, I've been on Splash for eight and a half. Feels Fellini. Back to back, I have no time for dancing off the TD. Pete, Yo, my just people a, just with a me. comment there. I, I checked his Spotify. This guy has been nonstop popping on projects, like, every fucking year. It's pretty impressive. Anyway. Uh, you know, can't see me say hard to read like graffiti. Pinch him, boardwalk, get your numbers up, break up, and fall. No chilling when I, when I lit the summer up. Like, he's just kind of saying, like, this was a very creative way in terms of him saying, like, I feel things are changing. I'm popping. Uh, I feel like I should be popping to a higher degree right now but i guess like he's he's starting to get some of that fame some of that noticeability so it's really cool we got bars like uh oh fresh not since the rider requests ma masala and eggs uh some caviar and french shit subscription to rich monthly that's the uh second verse with denmark vesey right uh with shade moss on the cover limited edition my bootstraps pull up my walls do a 360 i like that because i know what walls are i got that shit the government got <clears throat> yeah you got damn right god blood tears and bite marks i like that line it just feels like again you're getting stronger more powerful like moving up in the world another line i like is uh fighting sweating must sweat heavy metal in the right god uh, not a Led Zeppelin, not a Led Zeppelin in the sweat from going quite hard. According to this pie chart, I should be in a psych ward. I wrote the real algorithm on the whiteboard. Like, I like how they're just doing that type of 
boss mentality and they're going full in on like we sh we deserve a little bit more recognition a little bit more respect i think it's more about like the approach and the consistency and the grind and the fact that in light of everything maybe not having that success you go a little bit crazy but still like they're pushing at it and they keep doing them right um I think that's that's part of it right for the real let me make it crystal clear this shit is right here this my year and if it's not his year again i'm gonna say this is gonna sound a little bit silly in 10 years but no i get it it feels like it's your year as we discussed last time we said that and it's like this uh, feeling of like i'm finally fucking getting through with it which i can kind of relate to metrics don't really matter it's about that feeling of actually being there and mm -hmm. confident in yourself but then there's that fucking interesting ass interlude when he flies back to africa and like gets in that broken ass car and he's describing like going around and he's like talking 60 70 kilometers an hour and i don't know what that means but i know it was fast and i was like it's kind of fast it's like middle fast because i know what that means it's like that's slow as fuck on the highway that's like fast for cities i mean the speed limit is 50 in most of the city here so mm -hmm. 60 70 is just like you're a little bit speeding in the city it's not like that fast but i get it he's got it you're in the middle of fucking wherever on these broken ass roads with one headlight and shit but then he kind of flips that into this metaphor this person speaking he's old he's 67 and he goes you know because now i'm that car you understand what i'm saying i'm that brother behind that you know flintstone car you know what i mean because i got one door i got one headlight but i tell you what i know how to drive that motherfucker i know how to drive that motherfucker i tell you that you know so in a sense in this if you look at that as like a metaphor for maybe just what you're doing in the rap game you're getting older you're not a kid no more as far as all the new sounds and shit are going on maybe you kind of sound a little bit like you're a broken ass car sticking to the whole past but if you know your lane and you own your lane that's what you should be sticking to and that's the kind of idea that comes with age and wisdom and shit like do what you do stop trying to be what other people think you should be kind of thing and maybe understanding that yeah that car looks busted and old or that way of living looks archaic and considering the technology or maybe whatever but if you're efficient you understand how to pop off on some shit well that's what you do i don't really like that overall sense and then there's that weird PSA at the outro, because my notes, I said that the last time, but it was for this song. You and your friends think you're bad. You've ended a life, destroyed a family over a jacket, wheels, words, so who's next? Your best friend, your sister, you? Hey, kids, get rid of your guns before it's too late. It's like a little PSA at the end of that. So you get this whole thing, like, you know, almost like the habitual sense of what the world is, do you, etc. Then we go back to the theme of guns, where it's like, before guns hurt you and shit, get rid of them almost like mixed messaging in a little bit of a sense like guns are almost a part of him based on what the rest of this album may have presented again i might be reading too much into this and i might be wrong but then you come back to that psa which is almost to just bring you back into maybe the the main topic a little bit i don't know i like this song a lot i thought it had a great fucking energy great fucking beat great collaborations that little talky bit was really cool and i found like it never got old or anything so i gave this song 4.75 it was really good i enjoyed the track as well i thought that there was a nice type of vibe that was being created with the song um 
again, I think I think it was creative the way that he feels he should be on a box of Wheaties. Um, I feel like, I like how he kind of went when I'm skating, when I'm skating off, I should be on a box of Wheaties. Like the same way, like maybe if you're on a missing milk carton, like he's kind of following his dream. He's not going to be around the city no more, around the town anymore. So he wants to make sure people kind of remember him. It was cool. Uh, I left it with a 4.7. I think that bo- uh, I, the whole song kind of really just fits together. <clears throat> All right. The next one is PSA Drug Fest 2003 slash Sleeveless Minx. I don't actually know if there's like a deeper point to this song. Like, I really don't know what it is. I mean, this talent, the right size for you and I, six million ways to fly who's trying to die. The moon got a dark side. I know a guy who makes up a spliff like witches with nude eye cocktails, unlike the Tom Cruise kind. Inhale, choke up a, a high noose tide. I'm, you know, so it, it, it sounds like there's like a million ways to get fucked up and do drugs and escape this darkness and this like isolated, again, almost boring environment. But drugs don't sound fun here. Everything sounds kind of fucking dark and creepy. Like Alice the White Rabbit and the White Owl. Owl. A couple of hits will put your lights out, child. Some white boys bring the pipes out. Wild sparkles like do get in Adele. You know, and it rolls on through with this, again, almost context vibe painting. Uh, like almost like in this one, he's a bit of a painter with his brush putting a landscape of all this shit. Like spontaneous interludes in the nudes like luke must have been the ex that made them look cute no peer pressure this campaign's grassroots squad members hailing from the top to the bottom i'm just like there like i guess everyone's down to fuck but you know it's because the drugs make you kind of horny and whine thinking everybody looks great and you right. know, emotional shit and then it's not real it's just the drugs doing it it's not even peer pressure and then that chorus is like from coast to coast, Toscomora and Sodom. We die in to die with more problems. Smoke them if you got them, sip them if you got them, bop them if you got them, snort them, etc. So it's almost like all across the nation, there's drugs, there's creating these cities, there's sin and all this dark shit and all this stuff going on. And it's again like, I guess, do your drugs, everybody. If you got them, do them, push it. That seems to be like the message, but it, it just doesn't sound like glorification. It sounds, it also doesn't sound like he's condemning it. It sounds like a horror movie. Mm-hmm. It sounds like he's describing it like a fucking horror movie. Like this is this is reality, you know. And the second verse kind of does the same sort of shit, you know. And I, I don't know. There's a whole lot I can really add to it, except you know, I thought it was interesting. Over the border, or order from overseas, or cop it off the corner. Know a family down the street. I support local businesses. Plus the heads stay grass fed, till the eyes glow blood lead. Who uh, who that grew that this is in? And, you know, just the idea of like, well, you're, you're even to a point of helping out your local community by purchasing narcotics in a sense because, you know, the guy up the block, but his family might be selling you the weed that you're buying. Or you can buy it on the government. Or you can buy it from other places. You know, it's just like, almost, it's just an interesting way, again, to look at the situations. Like how you have the pharmaceutical side, how you have the underground side, and just But it drugs. also kind of brings light to like, <clears throat> again, more... I feel like this album is trying to bring light to a lot of conversations that need to be spoken of. Like, this is also an environmental thing. Like, I feel like he's taking this song and trying to express uh, what he sees in his surroundings or, like, kind of what he grew up with and whatnot. This isn't just, like... This isn't just kind of point-blank now. I think this is kind of an overall discussion of how do we... How do we get, like... How do we handle this drug problem? How do we handle this substance abuse how do we how do we kind of drive it into the right direction that we're not having so many deaths or so many like dark type of incidents happen which was cool for me 
then after like the last chorus the music changes and starts to like get kind of fucked up and without admitting to anything it's really similar to about 30 minutes after you pop or you swallow that water bottle that you've cracked a certain powder into and about 30 minutes later all of a sudden shit gets kind of different real intense uh, and then it almost sounds like the bad version of that like not a positive thing like the whole song you're, you're consuming your shit and then you're bad tripping after and then it just fucking gets fucked up and bad tripping and it just flows right into the next song which sounds like a, you know like a thing but i thought it was just super interesting and then if you consider sleeveless minx as the other part of the title right where it's like we already described talked about how maybe minks are considered like a point of wealth in this so it's like what do you do when you get your money drugs just fucking fucks uh, orgy drugs all that bullshit that's what you do when you get your money um i don't know i give it a 4.5 i thought it was again super consistent to this album super fucking awesome i don't have a lot more to add to it he gave it a 4.8 i thought it was really like cinematic in a way the way he had his like really grungy voice kind of had this like we said horror movie feel to it this dark type of um uh, atmosphere around the song it really it really kind of just shows you how dark like the world of drugs could get a little bit in the in, 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 a, in a sonic way it was awesome so 4.8 for me all right the next one's a little skitty skit we're gonna call it uh sunday mass so it's just this is a powerful one the tree of life bullets cut through 11 living teens like a butter knife right off the jump you get in the sense this is going to be about some acts of massive violence that are taking place definitely a core subject about guns but what he does is he nicholas cruz shot 17 an incel snowflake radicalized by hate straight devin kelly blasted off in a baptist church 26 gone from earth all the way down to dylan roof nine down in charlestown and all right so this is everything listed in this fucking song the pulse nightclub all of that shit like it's it's just shit we've all heard about in the news in like the last year or two just mass killings all right. done with guns um i don't know what else really needs to be said uh the voice gets all distorted and weird and more intense and like scary almost like this is your bad drug trip oh shit it's reality um i don't know it's it's it, it's when you just hear or the sequence of fucking shootings in a row it's like i think it speaks really powerful volumes like this is a fucking weird situation when that many people are just getting blasted over guns like i personally have come to a point where i'm like yo maybe guns are a little too accessible if motherfuckers can die like that that doesn't i mean it happens kind of in canada sometimes but not the same frequency right like I'm, i mean there was the dawson shooting that went down when i was in but uh, at the right age to be in school at that point so that was some fucked up shit but i can't say there's anything that's really happened in montreal since then in 10 years but like right just the fact that it keeps happening like it went from columbine to another columbine every fucking week and i'm not trying to be melodramatic it depresses the shit out of me when i really think about it but for the sake of this album, I think it's a really powerful statement, and I give it a 4.5. Nice. Um, I really think that it's more part of this cinematic feel I kind of get from this uh, album. Um, the way that the devil or the demon voice kind of plays into the song kind of feels like he's taken over. Like, we should be fearing that, like, there's... N 
there's no longer like a hope or angels that are around. We're kind of being consumed by sin and darkness and, and, and demons. It's kind of how I took that. It was really interesting. Um, I like the funkiness to the beat, like the kind of like background music that it has. It was it was a little bit more like a rapier type of s preaching sermon in a sense. So that was cool. Uh, but I left it with a 4.5. I thought it was really powerful in terms of the album itself and really bringing up again more that discussion of like, do guns kill people or do people kill people or how are we going to have this gun debate? True. Um, I think there is a key line to quote, and I'm fucking scanning for it, so I'm not just stalling here. Uh, but one of these motherfuckers says straight shot or whatever in the song, and I missed it and I couldn't find it, but somebody says straight shot. I was wrong. I'm so sorry, Internet. It's uh, Steven Paddock in Vegas, Merc 58, Motivation to Know Him, but his shot was straight. And then we get this next song called Straight Shot, where it's almost like we have one idea of what a straight shot can be and that's the death of killing from a gun but simultaneously <coughs> this whole song seems to feel a lot more like i'm doing me yep. i'm living my life but like i see my goal and it's like one straight shot from here i'm on my quest i'm on my journey i'm good to go yep and I feel like it's such a powerful almost reappropriation of the idea of being a straight shooter so it can be pop pop but it can also be i'm okay feeling light today toe by the wind no fee trip no triple a used to treating frito-lay like gourmet laughing shit all right y'all ain't gotta make my day i'm always making shit i like you must think i'm bobo the foolish hollering about relaxing while unloading all these full clips you know like so here you have them saying like you know what? I'm, I'm used to kind of a poorer situation like if you're treating frito-lays like gourmet food that means it's an exciting thing to get chips which means you're probably not doing very well you know like I'm making the music I like. I'm, I don't need your validation or your approval. I'm doing me. I'm happy with it. When he comes on, flows on through. Also, I also just had to point out this line. Take a few to let loose and about half as much to clean out. If bitches love Sosa, Johnny Chachi leaned up, which is pretty fucking powerful, but... Well, when I say powerful, it's not maybe to you. But I just discovered Chief Keef. Like, we just reviewed his album. And one of the songs I've been listening to that I've never heard before, like, two weeks ago, is the Bitches Love Sosa over at Oh. I've never really heard it before. The raw like reason. That was like the never, anthem of my teenage that years. That was not the anthem of my teenage Holy years. Holy crap. So, for me, it's like, wow, Chief Keef is everywhere. I can't escape him. You so, didn't hear that when it came out? No, I didn't like Chief Keef back then. Fair enough. Um, I, what's behind the poster? It's just a scenic living like I'm supposed to, loving like I mean it. I think that's kind of part of maybe the appeal to it. What the appeal to Sosa is is his authenticity and his realness. So if that's what attracts him to right. him, I'm going to be real too. <laughs> right. And then Cavalier does the second verse. Um, I really like when he goes, there go Q, talking me off a ledge again. A veteran of the Sisyphus stroll, allegedly I wanted off the pitiful stone, letting go was proving too hard for the mission control trajectory. God, please forgive my yesterdays if we was ever at odds. I guess this is my test of fate. So I guess hearing that first verse and almost this hopeful tone, it's like Cavalier listens to it and goes, yo bro, thanks because I was feeling kind of shitty. Sisyphus is the one where he gets punished and he has to push a rock up the hill and when he gets to the top of the hill, he just starts over again and and you repeat it over and over again and in a lot of the ways this grind feels like that like like not to sound like whatever but sometimes when you wake up on a saturday 
you're like, oh, fuck, gotta listen to this many albums today, gonna record the reviews, like, my entire day from, like, when I wake up to, like, when I go to bed on a Saturday, if we're doing two reviews like this, man, just listening to it, recording them, editing them, that's two that we're gonna record today, that's the whole day, it's gone. This is what week 120. If you do 51, so if you do 52 weeks in a year, and that's not even true. We've done more because we have bonuses. No, but and... that's the number of weeks, right? We can say so. At least 52 weeks in a year. That's yeah. a, so. We're in our. What I'm trying yeah. to say is, yeah, yeah. to me, that Sisyphus idea is really powerful and relatable. And then I like the idea of if my past had some actions and sins because again sisyphus f fucks up and that's a punishment god forgive me and etc i just i really am into it i really think it's powerful and then uh yeah then you have that little outro who are you what are you and what do you want from me is it my money my joy my loyalty my compliance should i laugh should i cry should i fear why should i care at all i don't even know you yet still you are so close what is it in those words you say each page you write the twist the dance what are you and what have you done to me what am i now what am i what was i before you that's interesting that little poem is almost directly looking at the impact of an individual in your life i guess and questioning any aspect of how they can impact you as a person so i'm sitting here like listening to this really like powerful poetry in my opinion this overall great song and it's almost like you have quell saying life is okay you have the next dude saying thanks man because life's been kind of hard lately and then both of them like, yeah, we gonna make it. And then questioning almost the impact. So in a sense, you almost have the way these two verses correspond to each other as pointing at that's the kind of influence you want to have in your life. Anyway, I get this a 4.5 on 5. I like this song and how he has this um, positive uplifting to it. Um, it kind of feels like he's relieved. He's kind of got a break and being able to breathe. Um <clears throat> from everything that might be have gone might, might have been going on so that's why i feel like he's kind of calmer on this track and he's kind of like it's a straight shot from here we're gonna make it i can see where i want to go i see my plan i see my vision and i like that type of supportive that supportiveness they have with each other like like you said Quelly's kind of just like hey life's getting good we're doing what we got to do and we're gonna make it other dudes kind of like hey life's been a little bit rough and that type of like support through the team kind of shows that like loyalty that <clears throat> that brotherliness that wanting to make sure that all of the fam eats and whatnot so it was pretty cool it was it was, it was pretty cool I left it with a oh my god it was a it was a grade with four point I, I left it with a 4.8 as per getting the um, the difference in in tone. Also, a like a quote that I like. Um, there go Q talking me off a ledge again. A veteran of this uh, Sisyphus stroll, alleged I wanted off this pitiful stone. Letting go was proving too hard for mission control. Like I just I like how he kind of talks someone off of killing themselves. I like how he's he's kind of writing this in a way of there's 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 like Chris and some next dude. And he's kind of writing a verse in the mindset of the other guy looking at himself. Like, that That was really cool, the kind of way I pictured it. So, great work. Great writing style. All right. Um, so, we don't have this shit up in Canada because we don't have presidents and stuff up here. But um, we also have public health care. Granted, in Quebec, we pay for it a little bit in our taxes. So, it's pseudo-free. But it's mostly free. And the song's Obamacare. 
which is all about healthcare. I'm kidding. I don't know. Man, this music video is fucking wonky. Like, really out there. Like, stop animation looking with little puppety things. Like, like, there's this really, just, there's this, like, line that you see printed up in um, the cor- the second chorus, I think, at the top during the music video. And it says, smile when you take the plunge. And I'm like, damn. That's a really, like, interesting idea. Like, if you're going to go jump into, I guess, the darkness or whatever, make sure you're smiling. Which reminds me just of corporate America. When you go to work and stuff. Like, it's not just go to work and do your job. That's not actually the job requirement. The thing that they never tell you is you're supposed to smile and be happy while you're there. So you best be able to be fucking convincing or you'll be miserable like me and people won't like you very much. Um, People love to pick my brain for the dark shit that I think about, but nobody wants to talk to me at lunchtime about hockey. (laughs) I'm not really fun to talk to. Um, Also, there's these weird-ass pianos at the end that almost sound like they're brokenly off-key but done in a deliberate way, and I thought it was very jarring. Like, this whole song, again, almost sounds like a horror movie in, like, the overall tone of the music, and I feel like while you can tell it was made to be a bit of a single it was in the best possible way of a song being made to be a single like it kind of is a little more hooky a little more whatever but it also fits this album and and really really fucking makes sense i mean he's basically kind of flexing um Step out, daddy, long legs, cab, call away, stride. Make a rapper freeze up like I was Zach in Bayside. I'd be knuckled down, I'd be knuckled down, ape, and and about my business back straight. I was never weirdo. They just had to acclimate. Like I feel like he's flexing. I feel like he's kind of going off and just t- talking about how he's better than a lot of people. How nobody really kind of believed in him, and look what he's doing now. You know, like please, they get they they grip the drawers like copper tone dogs. <clears throat> But ain't got shit to say like back when Papa Doc lost more reach than Dr. Ox Ar- Dr. Ox Hold Arms. On. All my people in the 313, put your hands up. Put your hands up. I said, all my people in the 313, put your hands up. Put your hands up. See, look whose hands aren't up. My um, hand went up. I'm just, anyway, that's, that's when Papa Doc lost. If you don't know about that, well, if you know, you know. Go on, Chris. <laughs> I enjoy it. I, li- I like the song. I like the kind of energy he's going through it. Even in this like weird type of creepy dark movie scene, it still it still feels like he's kind of out here flexing and really kind of just being boss about it. I'm feeling like a million stacks. How the fuck you do? See, seeing how you live and bet you probably feel a buck or two. Uh, ho shit insu- insured sucker proof no deductible good neighbors with state pharmaceuticals by the bucket loads so he's kind of like still reinforcing that whole like i do my own shit i make sure that i got my i got mine ready and he's kind of just living it out here i left the song with a 4.7 i thought it was really good i mean i honestly have no fucking idea what these specifics about this song are but i get the sense that the attitude comes off like that but also like like there's some key to this puzzle i'm not getting like i'm trying to burn this butch down i ain't trying to break in fuck your opinion about us to me it don't mean nathan i brought the way brought the rain brought the lake in eyes on the cake and yours is what for the taking wait man puffing jordan catch a lot of air shutting down your city we out of there everyone can get it like obamacare keep it buddy you don't want no problems here so i mean that sounds pretty fucking hard right like 
He's just trying to, like, do his thing. He's not trying to fuck around with the status quo, I guess. Right. He's not caring about what you think. Your opinion is irrelevant. They came in on their own wave. They came in on their own thing. They're going in for the money. They're doing the regular ass shit, I guess. I don't know what the fuck Puffin Michael Jordan is. Is that just a weird ass pun? I, know, I get it. Catch a lot of air. Like, maybe if you're high, you're catching some space. So, I guess that's a new way to call it weed. I guess that's... Well, Jordan air. I get that. That part was not lost on me. Okay. It's the jump man, jump man, jump man. See, I even know what it's called. Uh, shutting down your city, we out of there. Everyone can get like Obamacare, so it's like no matter who you are, whatever, you can get it. Mm-hmm. Like that health insurance, <laughs> which fucks you over, if I'm not mistaken. Like it was an imposed cost, is what I understand it to be. Right. Granted, you get health insurance, but I don't. I, I didn't understand it to be like how we understand health insurance. Right. Right. Like where if I break my arm. I do have to pay for my ambulance ride, but I don't even know what it costs to go to a hospital. I've never, I, I, I don't know. We don't pay. Um, I don't, like, again, I, I, I feel like he's got this sense of, like, I am who I am, and I'm fucking coming in and doing it my own way. I really liked when he's like, it's Quell Chris all day shit. I don't need no playlist. Handsome, black, and headstrong. you nervous till your nail's gone. Like, it's him. He's just, he's, he knows he's a confident person with game. He doesn't need your fucking help, and he he almost makes you nervous for how amazing he is. I don't know. Overall, I I feel like it, it's just decent braggadocious poetry, and it's it's really kind of a good sounding singly thing to me. I don't again. I don't know what the granular point is outside of what we've talked about. I feel like there is some bigger purpose to it. I don't get it. Still, I give it a 4.5. I thought it was great to listen to. This crazy interest, energy, and I dug it. It was really fun. Did you give it a grade? I gave it a 4.7. All right. So there's two more on this album. And before we get to the last one, we're going to talk about you, me, and everyone else. Nobody else. Whoops. Who the fuck eats peanut butter with mustard? Is that a thing? Do people do that? Who want to be peanut? Or is that just because it's so gross sounding? Nobody wants to be that. But to me, it's like that's the kind of thing you say because like it's some shit people do. And it's like an option. Fair. But then I thought, who the fuck eats peanut butter with mustard? Fuck mustard. I don't like mustard. If you're on team mustard, my hot dog is not going to be as delicious as your hot dog in your eyes. That was... That was an odd thing for me to say. But Fair enough. I don't even like hot dogs. Processed meat's fucking gross when you think about it. The chicken the chicken nuggets are dying. Y'all might think I'm crazy. But the trend of purchasing chicken nuggets and having them being offered in stores is dying. It's not as popular a food item because it's bullshit food. Anyway, uh, when who want to be peanut butter with the mustard when you could be honey pudding with the custard? We live in like furs with sterling from the wingtip gators. If a hater try to intercept later days, let me count the ways we stay money like patent leather jays. Uh, told me you love me and right then my whole life changed and I'm like, oh, love song. And considering who's featured on this song, Miss Jean Grey, the love of his life. Well, it makes sense that this is a little bit of a love song to her, her influence and then and you just get that chorus. Can't be with nobody else. Just you and nobody else. Can sleep with nobody else. Succeed with nobody else. Get free with nobody else. Go be with nobody else. And then he just kind of repeats that. Then Jean Grey does a little bridge where she kind of responds and basically says the same thing. I don't have to guess anything. And we're just, we'll be the best at just being we and nobody else. And it's sweet and absolutely fucking corny. But really nice. sweet. 
It's really nice. fucking corny. They, I like their dynamic together, though. I like how they don't clash. They mesh very well together. And then that second <clears throat> verse, he just kind of is like, I'm not the best. I never thought I would get you. And I'm not trying to say it as condescending. He's humble about it. I feel like my life is better with you and stuff. And then I sent Bonnie this really sweet message that made her walk into the room and kiss me because I, I have some game of words when I want it. And I was like, damn it. This is really sweet and really nice. And then uh, Jonathan Horde does this little outro where he's like, because even on my mind, no question, the second guessing will be the best at just being we and nobody else says that part again. And it's really just nice. And what I like is, I like, I guess, hearing rappers or just people like actually liking being in love. You know, like you don't really hear the pros of actual relationships you hear the romanticized bullshit r&b and hollywood sell which is just some fake ass love that doesn't really exist romance and love are not the same things people but i like how this is about love and dedication and commitment and desire to change and grow and all that and it was super sweet and because of that i got over myself because it's a love song and i gave it a 4.5 but there was one thing he said that really i connected with him something i like to do is point out that and i like to say that red 100 with the line in it and he literally said that in this track he literally raps that shit oof i was like well chris you're doper than chris chrome uh sorry just throwing it out there uh 4.5 on 5 really dig the track nice i do like the uh kind of ode to his his girlfriend wife i don't know but i do like this this little love song they have and how they're kind of expressing it to each other and it's very humble it's very cute um i like a line every night's a slice of light every day's exciting no pressure put on put on to test us could break a diamond stop it's shining you my blessing all the best things at times when i run a mess you keep my head clean plus the red 100 the line under it like i like how he's just a little bit vulnerable in the song a little bit like i kind of need you around to keep me stable to keep me on the low so that was really cool it was very honest i gave it a 4.5 chris if we get an instagram ad where we're like, swipe up, swipe up, swipe up. And it's really fucking terrible. And you realize that you never see Parker because he's way taller than Joe. It Rory was so and Maul. funny. And then Parker's just there and you're like, that's Parker. I never seen Parker before because he's always off camera. I mean, you just got Joe, Rory and Maul going like that. And I'm like, I don't know if that's the kind of thing you were thinking when you said, will you remember me, which is worm, which is also a dragon thing. I think this song is taking a look at literally just will you remember him and what will you remember him for and you know as he makes his music and he grinds and he pursues this whole shit you know uh, will you actually remember him what is going to be his legacy and I think that's a really kind of cool fucking song you know I, I don't have like a, a whole lot more to add on it. I mean, the lyrics are pretty straightforward. Will you remember me? I woke up at five in the morning, wondered why. When every breath is just a step to death, every ghost another second best. When I die, will I survive or will I fade until there's nothing left? Second guess before I let up, an orange and white, but I'm pressed. And it just kind of keeps flowing from there. As like, it's, it's just pensive. Like, you know, I'm another dude rapping. I'm another guy just trying to make it, you know. I understand this game. I understand the situation. You know, what's the point? Will you remember me? You know, 20 albums later, what's going to be the legacy? 
and I really like that kind of honesty with it like just this this whole like closing track that almost seems to be like after almost pouring his heart and soul in these reflections like really giving you something to remember in a sense it's almost like saying with all that effort are you gonna kind of care or, or does it or so for these gifts would you remember me will i be one of the greatest that's never listed on pages next to big trying to guide a script from my life but this ain't D roman the die since lb3e true as lb i would peel a cool mill off my last piece and get the whole fam a new lease you know so it's like he just again like it's pretty straightforward i don't have a lot more to add this one isn't necessarily the most deep one in that regard of like hyper poetry but it really does question some honest shit like that he's probably questioning especially i think he mentions hitting that 27 club which is where a lot of people die as artists and stuff and then become like legends and shit so i guess at 27 if you're an artist it's something you think about and i don't know well i, I get... guess it, it also kind of plays on it's interesting to see that he thinks about that in terms of wanting to be remembered like isn't i, I recently heard something it's like it, it's weird and I forget who said it, but it's weird that when you die, your sales go up. Well, it's, I mean, a lot of people say that every but time I for, somebody I dies. I forget who just said it. Like, Lots we, of people say it every time somebody dies. Right. Anyway, um, so it's it's interesting to think about that. Like, maybe he's kind of questioning, like, do I have to die for you guys to remember me? Or will I, you just willingly just do it because my think, music's good? I think that you have when you die a lot of people will remember that they like you and listen to you i don't know if that really means they're going to remember you i mean the the sales go up for a week and they drop away and people move on and then the next one dies and then that'll happen it's not like people are still playing lincoln park albums like they were in that unfortunate day when chester left us right but like I don't know, man. I think people glorify the overall impact of the generational lasting of it, but it is a really good question. I, I gave this song a 4.25. I thought it was good, but honestly, it was to me, it was a little bit weird on the album. Like it just felt like a like well, I guess we left the core themes behind, and now we're just talking about. Well, no, I mean, if you think about the core themes in in, in terms of gun violence and the debate, it's like if this is taking it, like if this is like. When, will you remember me when I'm gone, if I'm dead, if I'm passed? Like, if these uh, negative events or these things happen to me, like, what will be the outcome? Right. Will you still be there to play my music, to listen, to follow my message, or whatever it is? So it's, it's actually, it, it, it doesn't seem to be, it doesn't actually seem to be a bad thing to end on this song. It, it, it You know, you can also just be like, will you remember the conversation, the topic? Will you will you speak up next time? This is about gun debate. Will you give your opinion? Like, there's, there's a lot actually tying to this song. I do think that if we want to just kind of pivot into the point of the album, what you're saying actually makes sense. That's why I think you make an album like this. You talk about some charged up shit. You make some point in sentences and you put down your perspective. And almost like this album to me feels a lot like the equivalent of a thesis paper or like a college paper somebody's writing with a lot of like planned out ideas and like every song's like another paragraph or point to just kind of question in general maybe not just all guns but the culture of guns the type of people who want guns the overall vibe surrounding it like it's a very big look at it to on and on many songs there's conversational points as mm-hmm. we've talked about here and you really kind of feel almost challenged a little bit by it i gave this album a 4.53 on uh five i think 
I mean, I, I, would, I would say this is one of those ones in, like, the underground niche world is a modern classic. Like, of what's come out recently, this is some shit that, like, pushes boundaries forward and, like, excellent fucking rhyming. And, I mean, I might be wrong, but I don't see myself listening to this in five years and going, damn, that's not just an incredible project. I think I'll even like it more by then. And I think it has this timelessness to it, except maybe the Trump quotes, except that that's actually a relevant part of history. So maybe if, okay, so if life goes in positive directions, this will feel dated. I'm just not that optimistic personally. Fair enough. So if I were to give a grade without the skates, it would be like a 4.6. It's a little bit better. Nice. Overall, the album itself, I think, is actually a very interesting album that I do want to go back to. I want to take another look and, and, and try to see all different perspectives that he can give because I feel like I missed some of them. There is certain songs that I know I completely missed and that I, I feel like it may be in, a, in a, maybe a better state I would understand. Maybe if I'd had some more research, I'd, I'd know better make the connection. So I do want to go back and I think that he does bring up a nice conversational topics that we should be thinking of. We should be wanting to um talk about and and share and really try to find a solution for uh all of it so i left that album with a 4.2 as well i i liked it even with the skits it came up to a 4.2 I, enjo I enjoyed uh the uh roller coaster adventure that we were given all right well i guess that comes to the end of this particular review definitely want to thank you for watching for being with us for um for just caring I guess both about what we have to say and this album because if you're caring about this album you clearly have a pretty interesting palette for music. Um, I want to give a special thanks to the patrons Ismail Gadamsi, Chris Prado, Super Old School 1994, Jonathan Barnes, and Linda Williams. They support what we do. They're pretty dope. They give us a lot of encouragement and they get to tell us what albums they want to see us cover and we listen to them a lot quicker than we listen to the comment sections so they get to force our hand a little bit and um they helped us get a new camera so they're dope and one day when we're all living on the not go to work life we'll know y'all made a huge difference there thank you thank you but for the rest of y'all who watch we still think you're amazing it's not like we think you're less amazing and if you do want to hit that subscribe button and that like button and leave some comments that'd be super helpful too and really dope i dropped a project recently on spotify's and it's on bank camping go the links in the description below it's also on this channel i'd love to hear what you have to think about that and yeah i'm uh i don't know we have another one to record and uh i look forward to hearing what you think about the, the quells grace album peace nice.